This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was fall sitcoms. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is now episode number 91. 91. 91. 91, Billy. Yeah. 91 was the first year, and we talked about this with Amir in the NBA Finals episode, 1991. The summer was a basketball revelation for young Adam. Mm -hmm. This was the first NBA Finals I really dug into, Jordan versus Magic. Okay. This was critical. This is a critical summer in my NBA fan development. There was somebody who reached out to us on Twitter a few weeks ago. I think it was for episode number 89, and they said, of course I'm excited to listen to the episode, but I'm even more excited to find out the sports <laughs> fact sports that Adam will associate with the number. Always sports. Yeah. One of my other favorite 91s, and this is going to mean a lot to you, Bill, yeah. dare I say, Scott Norwood. Mean anything to you? Oh, come on. Come on now. Wide right? Giants-Bills Super Bowl, the first of the four consecutive losses for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I was nominated for an Emmy because of that guy. <laughs> that's, that's right, Bill. I wrote something for the NFL, and the first joke was a wide <laughs> right or whatever, a missed field goal joke. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Scott Norwood. Thank you for that. On behalf of me, the Giant fan, yes. and me, the writer. Yes, exactly. Thank you, thank you, Scott Norwood. That's right. Yes. Now, please forgive me, number 15, Phil Simms' backup, who had to come in and win Hofstetter? the Super Hofstetter? It's Hofstetler, yeah. Jeff Hoffs. Oh, got a push broom for a mustache. Push broom for a mustache. Oh, yeah. And he won that Super Bowl? I think so. That's crazy, man. I think so. That was I, a wild time. Yeah. That was 91. Go Giants. Go. Football, football is back. Football's back, baby. Yeah. Football's back. And you know what else is back? New television shows. Wow, Adam. In, this fall. Wow. If we were pitching this podcast as a television show and producers were in the room yeah. and they saw you do that segue, yeah. show sold. Pivot. That's a pivot. That was. You saw the opportunity and you dunked it home. Dove right in. So today, Billy and I, we're going to be talking about fall TV, fall sitcoms, yes. specifically the yes. new fall sitcoms. You are done with summer. Yeah. You're back to school. You're back to work. And while that might be stressful, you're gifted with new television. Brand new stuff on the idiot box to come home, tune in, tur- drop out, etc. Yes. Now, it's the first act of the No Joke podcast. Yep. In this act, we like to talk about our past histories with it. And, yeah. we, and we will do that. Yes. Uh, we will also, in this episode, be going over the new network yep. fall sitcoms. Yeah. Now, do you remember going back to school and suddenly, like, television changed? Yes, yes. Did that feel like you were gifted? What did, what do you, what did that feel like in your household? Absolutely. T- well, it's so funny that you say this because this morning, and again, I'm going to sound so bougie, I'm about to say this, but one of my great joys in life growing up... Is eating caviar. Is eating caviar. Three <laughs> meals a day for my entire childhood. What's weird about that? Um, my parents would get the Sunday New York Times delivered. The su- only the Sunday New York Times, and it was like a treat. Oh, yeah. It was a treat. It yeah. was so robust. It had everything, all of the information I could. Intelligence. Just, uh, the fo- I would fetishize the font that they used, the feel of the paper in my hands, how the ink would come off of my hands. Cool. And there was always a time of year, this time of year, going back to school, September, late August, September, and it would be like the fall arts preview. Fun. And that was literally what I was reading this morning okay. at home, the okay. fall arts preview. And it stirs something deep in me. It stirs a back to school sensation. Yeah. It stirs a time to put childish superhero movies aside and focus on sad Holocaust 
Holocaust movie. It's it's like it's time for fall. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. You kinda. know, when it's Christmas time, you get swept up in Christmas for a week. Yeah, it is now right around the time where new fall sitcoms yeah. are coming out. Yeah, I remember when I just knew that there'd be new episodes of Friends yes. and Seinfeld. Suddenly, yes. this was like a great time of year. It made a big deal. Twenty episodes. Yeah, twenty straight weeks of new television. Yes. Now I know that you grew up sans cable Correct. in your household. You were a no cable household. We had network television. That's it. Period. That's it. Yes. Did you have appointment? Did your family, maybe we've talked about this before, but did your family have appointment viewing television as a family? Outside of must-see TV, no. Right. We've had a whole episode like committed to that. Of course. So that was really the one and only time. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. So I didn't really, but that being said, it also made me like covet television. Yeah. I was watching Night Court because that was on. That was on. What was on? I was watching 227 and Sister Sister because that was one. I don't even know what 227 is, Bill. Okay. So (laughs) you get it. Yeah. So I learned to love the sitcom. Yeah. Because network television was all I had. Yes. I don't think I care in the same way. I don't have the same kind of like love for network sitcoms that I once did. Right. And I'm hoping that us going through the new fall lineup today rekindle. will rekindle and we'll get that same childish excitement back. I'm ready to be kindled. Yeah. And I'm ready. To, I'm totally ready to be rekindled. Okay. And there is sort of a – there has been a sway in sort of pop cultural taste with this huge TV boom peak TV, et cetera. Yeah. That – comedies that aren't comedies, the Master of Nuns and the Louis and the Mississippi Ones and like these anti-comedy comedies are certainly so in vogue. Yeah. But there is something so deliciously comforting, so sweet and yes. just like maple syrupy N- about an old Network. multicam, three camera sitcom with a loud ass laugh track. Big broad jokes. So we are going to cover the new shows yeah. coming to CBS, yes. NBC, yes. Fox, and ABC <laughs> yeah. on this episode. Like we're media pundits. Like we're real media pundits. So let's start with CBS. Let's Adam. do it. Before we do, is there any sort of association you have with CBS The Network? Well, sure. I mean, uh, I, you know, CBS, from as best as I uh, understand it, is like the most popular and the most popu- therefore the most populist network uh, on television. Okay. Um, For me, yeah. uh, like CBS, uh, NBC was always very colorful. Yeah. Very saturated. Bubblegummy. Yes. Yeah. CBS was always muted blues. Yeah, it is like serious blues. Yeah, yeah. like a muted color scale. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Slightly yeah. older. Yes. It felt a little older. Yeah, it does. I love, well, yeah, it does feel sort of, there's something prestigious or something about CBS. Yep. The yep. eye, like the, the logo of the eye. I have a lot of strong Dan Rather associations, like sort yep. of serious news, 60 minutes. Yep. It would always be like the thing after the football game. That was what was funny about watching CBS Sunday football. Oh, the shift? The shift. The shift from like you're watching football now and it's fun, but coming up at seven. Afghanistan. And you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. I was just watching the Falcons what Packers. The Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. That's right. Shall we explore what CBS is delivering us this fall season? Sitcom-wise. Sitcom-wise. Let's do it. Want me to read the first one? Please. Just so everyone knows, Monday nights, CBS is hoping to dominate. Monday They're going to come out strong Monday. Four comedies back-to-back. Got a case of the Mondays? Not anymore. Fall, 8.30 p.m. on Monday. 9JKL. That's the name of the show. 9JKL. JKL, all caps. Cool. Not a fan of the name. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out. Sounds, sounds like an internet password. I was going to say license plate. Great. Mark Furstein yep. created in stars yep. in this show in which he plays a guy living in the New York apartment where he grew up. Okay, great. With his parents, Linda Lavin and Elliot. Oh, Gould, baby, great start. In the apartment on one side and his brother and sister-in-law and their baby Uh-oh. on the other. You can imagine the hijinks that could ensue there. So we have a, a it doesn't say, maybe he's single, but he lives in the middle apartment. Yeah. One would imagine that would be floor nine, apartment K. Yep. And apartment J over here. Oh my God. Are his overbearing parents. Well done, Adam. What? 
That's true. You're nine, probably right. Nine JKL. Probably that's the. That is very good. <laughs> uh, very. That's a very typical sitcom yeah. pilot. Yes. A, a guy. Yes. Right out the gate. A guy. A guy. Good start. A guy. Sounds like a TV show. In New York. Sounds like a TV show. Being pulled in multiple directions because being a guy is hard. His overbearing family. Yep. He's got Elliot Gould, dad, and yep. little Lavin mom over here on one side. Brother and sister-in-law with their baby. I bet he's going to have to do an awful lot of babysitting. Okay. On the other side. Now, we live in Los Angeles. There's billboards everywhere. Have you yep. seen any sort of marketing for 9J? I have a little bit, a little bit. I've seen some billboards. Okay. I've seen a few billboards. And, and were you intrigued? I mean, look, Elliot Gould. Yes. You had me at Elliot Gould. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yep. like you had me at New York, Elliot Gould. Okay. I am, my mind is open to 9JKL. I'm willing to give it a full shot. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'll watch that. Okay. I'll watch that. All right. I think you're going to, I can get in vibes that you're going to be very supportive of all of the shows. I mean, in general, look, uh, we. Just based Look, on the information we just have. Just based on the information we have. And, like, we understand also a little bit what it means, what it feels like, and what it means to, like, m- try and mount a freaking TV show. And the, and, the twi- and the turns it takes when you're working with a humongous company. It's really hard. There's a reason why Lena Dunham wants to work with HBO and that's Louis right. wants to work with FX, because that's they have right. full autonomy to make these shows. That's right. These people do not have that luxury. And I get... And I guess that's – sorry to interrupt you. No, no. I guess that's what I meant about populist. It's like these networks are innately sort of hold, beholden to their shareholders, advertisers, et cetera, in the way that Netflix and Hulu and Amazon aren't. So that's yes. why they get all the cool hip shows that are dramedies. Yes. But CBS but- is like – Again, CBS is the, is the most watched network in America. Like yeah. red state in between the coasts of America, CBS is the thing. Right. So like it's got – there's a certain pressure to be nice and broad, to yeah. be not controversial, not yeah. to ruffle too many feathers, to be broadly appealing. And agreeing to do that uh, gets you paid a lot. Yeah. Network television just simply pays a lot. We'd all be offended if we knew how much these people are making. Second show on CBS. Yeah. Yes. By the book. Yeah. Based on A.J. Jacobs' book, The yes. Year of Living Biblically. Yes. Based on the book, The Year of Living Biblically, it stars J.R. Ferguson uh, as a man, again, a man, Classic. who decides to live strictly by biblical rules, which turns out to be harder than he anticipates. I remember when this book came out. This book came out a couple years ago. I think it maybe started as a series of magazine articles, okay. like maybe Vanity Fair or something. But it was as almost like one of these Morgan Spurlocky type experiments. He was like, I'm going to live literally according to the rules of the Bible. Okay. Literally. This show sounds like to me uh, – remember My Name is Earl? Of course. It would sound like a big high conceit yeah. to the show where he like dies and he has a list of people that he needs to like go back and get fix forgiveness from something like that. And I was like, that's a messy idea for a show. That'll never last. Yeah. A million seasons. And so funny and fun. One this, of my mom's favorite shows. There you go. Well. Yes. So this sounds like another kind of like, okay, this could be like a bit complicated, like the rules of living biblically. Yes. This will be on for a thousand years. <laughs> Probably a thousand years, just like the Bible. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to say personal connection. Uh, one of the, I think creators and EPs of the show is this comedian, LA fellow named Patrick Walsh, who is one of the the funniest people I've ever personally encountered. Wow. Uh, he was a staff writer on Two Broke Girls, so he's like very plugged into the CBS world, but he's hilarious. Okay. He's a hysterical, hysterical person. So we want people to watch this show. Yeah, why not? Okay. By the book. We are encouraging you to watch By the By Book. By the book. Adam, yes. do you want to read the next show? I would love to. Okay. It's called Me, Myself, and I. Yep. 930s on Monday. Uh, on Monday nights. This single camera show tracks the life of one man over 50 years. Okay. As a teen in the early 90s, a 40-year-old in the present, mm-hmm. Bobby Moynihan, yep. and a 65-year-old in 2042, John Larroquette, speaking of Night Court. Fascinating. Okay? Okay. Dan Kopelman, who made Gallivant and Malcolm in the Middle, created it. Okay. So again, kind of high concept for a sitcom. So, so each actor gets an act? 
as how as how we think that probably maybe, plays out. I think maybe so. Okay, maybe so. High concept. This sort of like boyhood, three slices of a man's life. Yeah, yeah. Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. That was also a movie that Jim Carrey started. Me, myself, and Irene. Irene. That was me, myself, and Irene. A little different. <laughs> a little bit different. Okay. Um, what's what's kind of slightly revelatory to me about this is that CBS, as we were talking about, is very sort of like uh, broad, whatever. But so they do mainly multi-camera yes. comedies. Yes. Almost, I want to say exclusively. And for those who don't know, uh, like a multicam is three cameras. Right. One pointing right, one pointing left, one pointing in the and center. And it's shot on like a big soundstage in front of a live studio audience, just like the good old days of Hollywood. Exactly. Okay. So CBS, because they live in the good old days of Hollywood, they make multicam sitcoms. So just hearing that CBS is doing a single cam, which we would associate with Modern Family, The Office, all of these sort of contemporary sitcoms that don't have laugh tracks. Yeah. They the believe, fact that CBS is doing that is... They believe in this show. Yeah. Well, um, Bobby Moynihan. I mean, you and I have personal, obviously, UCB experience with Bobby Moynihan. Yep. One of the funniest people. He's a tornado. And he left SNL for this show. That's right. So yeah. So it's probably a good show. He's hysterically funny. Um, I say we go into the first song. Okay, First cool. song of the show. Great. Uh, we didn't get to it, but shout out Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon, prequel to Big Bang Theory, a show I've seen none of. So maybe we can find a song. <laughs> uh, I know nothing about Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon either. <laughs> but maybe I. we can find a song that we somehow, peripherally, can attach to those shows. To Young Sheldon. What about Shells? Sheldon? Shelly? Shelly. I got nothing here. Shelly. Shelly. Young. What about Young Jeezy? Young Thug. Uh, young Thug. Okay. Okay. Getting somewhere. Getting somewhere with that. Young uh, Sheldon and Young Thug. <laughs> Do you are, are you are you well versed in the Young Thug? I listen to Jeffrey. Uh, I'm trying to think of any songs off of the standout. Uh, I'm sure they all do. I can't remember any. Okay, great. So Jeffrey is Young Thug's. That's his, I think, real name and album. Oh, okay, great. He's wearing a beautiful purple dress. Oh, I already love it. Yep. Um, maybe we find a Young Thug song and play it. Unless we can say it. Unless we can song. say it. I mean, it seems a little cheap. See something? Say something. Yeah. Young. Sheldon, yeah. Young Sheldon, anything, Don, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Rick Ross, the Don? Okay, okay, that's something. <laughs> Young Sheldon, right? Rick Ross, hmm. Is he the Don? Does he call himself the Don? He's Rick Ross, the boss. Okay, <laughs> so struggling, okay, stru- struggling, galing. All right, listen, we're just going to have to play a Young Thug song. Okay, um, unnamed. Okay, we'll come back and tell you what that song. We're going to dive in there. Big old 
No Joke Podcast, that was Young Thug's track, Best Friend. I would be curious if that will be a theme song to a television show on CBS. Uh, we can only hope. A little cognitive dissonance there. That wasn't the Big Bang Theory's uh, opening song, was it? Uh, was it? I don't know. I'm, I can't be sure. I've never I, seen an episode, so... So maybe. So the jury's out. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what Big Bang Theory's song sounds like, and if it was, in fact, Young Thug, yes. email us, let us at nojokepod at gmail.com. Yes. You can also let us know on Twitter at nojokepod. Yes. So there's that. The one thing I know about Big Bang Theory is the catchphrase, Bazinga. What? The one thing I know about Big Bang Theory is the catchphrase, Bazinga. When I said what, I didn't <laughs> – it wasn't because I didn't hear you. It was because I didn't understand. That's the – I think – They all the, say Bazinga? I one person says – I think maybe Sheldon specifically. I think the character of Sheldon played by Jim Parsons, mm-hmm. much lauded performance in the show. I yep. want to say that his catchphrase, much like Urkel's Did I Do That, mm-hmm. might be Bazinga. Bazinga. As in, like, I did maybe like a Eureka type sentiment. Again, never having seen it, I'm guessing. Sure, sure. Um, curious. Yeah. I'm curious because didn't Bazinga, was that an expression before? I I actually don't think it was. Wow. I think Big Bang Theory has secretly, secretly been on TV for like 65 years. Okay. Like, it has like seeped its way into the culture pretty well. Let me ask you this. Yes. So maybe they created Bazinga even though it feels like it's been around forever. <laughs> did Harvard Sailing Team create totes? Jesus, Bill. Because totes is everywhere now. Well, what, when every we, totes the best we... Hun Cal Froyo. Hmm. Totes was totes around before, and then we added Hun Cal Froyo to make it seem like a funny sentence. Or I did so. we sh- suck it all in? Totes. I, I I can't imagine. We created besties with testes. We did create the phrase besties with testes. There's over ten thousand pictures of that on Instagram I, with the hashtag besties with testes. I cannot freaking believe that, but so, that is true. Totes would be a much bigger in the in the lexicon. I don't know. I can't imagine that we coined totes. Okay. I just am skeptical to that. Okay. 
If any of our listeners yeah. know where they heard Totes The origin first, of Totes. And if it is Boys Will Be Girls, great. If it's not, also great. Want to know. Tell us where Totes started. Yeah, and Bazinga. Okay. Um, okay, we are going to move on to ABC. Channel 7 in New York. Channel 7. Okay. Uh, the American Broadcasting Company. This is what I know about ABC. Yeah. Their sitcoms and television shows are very cinematic. They They're are. They're usually an hour-long, desperate housewives. Yeah. Shows that like feel like... Big and expensive. Yeah, Ugly Betty. Remember, like, Ugly Betty was, like, fun and kind of drama-ish? Yep. It all, it all feels like movies. Yeah. Like, like high production. Modern film. So let's, uh, let's see what kind of uh, – do you have any other feelings on ABC? ABC, no, that, that's, my, that's my main association, Once too. Upon a Time. Once Upon – that's right. They do, like, the comic book Big. Cinematic. Yeah. Like you said, I totally sound off on that. Okay. I want to say ABC also, to your point, is like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like literal comic book shows. Sure. Like that. Okay. Again, cinematic. Cinematic. Okay. okay. So these are the new ABC sitcoms this fall. Let us know. Okay. First one, Alex Incorporated. Alex Inc. Okay. A journalist, Zach Braff, oh baby. A journalist, Zach Braff, decides to leave his stable job and start his own business. Mm-hmm. Inspired by the podcast Startup. Oh. <gasps> The show comes from former Scrubs writer-producer Matt Tarsus. Braff also directed the pilot. Okay. Inspired by the podcast Startup. Very cool. Are you familiar? A little bit. I, 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 I know that it's a podcast. It might be on Gimlet Media. I think it's about uh, how to – I think it – you know what it was? It was Gimlet Media, and it followed the creation of Gimlet Media as a oh, that's startup company. There you go. That's what I, th- I believe that's what it was. Yeah, track your journey and then publish it. Exactly. Okay, cool. So I wonder, I wonder, postulating here, I yep. wonder if in the show, his business, I think it might be, if, if I've seen, I think I've seen one little teaser for this. I think his company is a podcast company. Okay. That begs the question. I think. Me. Don't quote me on that, but I think. When ABC makes our podcast yeah, yeah. into a television <laughs> yes. show, who plays us? Oh, this is fun, Bill. I already know who plays you. Who? So do you want to take your time with me or should I go first? Well, I do. I, I want you to go first. Okay. I want to think about this. Okay. Okay, great. But- Malkovich. John Malkovich. Malkovich. Billy, I am so grateful. Thank you. Your work, your head. My head, my work. Between my your work and your head. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Um, Billy, then I am going to stick with – now that you said Malcolm, I'm going to stick with my first instinct for you. It's a little unconventional, Go and on. I think you're going to be hopefully delightfully surprised. I will be surprised. Christoph Waltz. Well – Do you know who that is? Well, well. Christoph Waltz, I think, is an underrated comedic superstar. He always plays the big baddies in the Tarantino movies, but wow. he is hilarious. Wow. He is like hands- – he's handsome like you. He's got like a, a – and hair and like he sort of has a presence that I'm not going to say that it's ever occurred to me that he's never reminded me of you before now right but just in this moment observing it and feeling the flow yes I want to say Malkovich and Waltz what we need from the listeners at home is the following a poster yeah we need you to design a poster with Malkovich and Waltz In a Billy and Adam type situation. Mm, this is great. Maybe you even take a picture of us that exists. Maybe it's our traditional Instagram pictures of us in front of the HeadGum logo exactly. that we post every week. Exactly. Can we get a show poster for No Joke, the television show? Please. We'll leave all the creativity up to you. John Nakovich, Christoph Waltz, No Joke, coming to CBS fall of 2021. Thank you. <laughs> That's Alex Inc., the yeah, next show. I'll watch that. This is ABC. Great. 9.30 on Tuesdays. Okay. Tuesdays. The mayor. Mm. A young rapper. Runs for mayor of his hometown okay. as a way to boost his music career. Fun. Then he wins and has to figure out how to govern. More than he bargained for. Okay. That's nice. He is in a position of power by accident. Great. Okay. Do you think that this has anything to do with uh, the current political place where anyone can become a politician? I mean, you know, I think, I wonder, I really wonder. Because Happy accident? 
happy accident or one of those like things that I gather anecdotally happens in network TV sometimes, which is like a million different ideas on the shelf. Maybe this show was pitched like six years ago, sure. didn't get made, but now it's like makes a little more relevant sense. Okay. Anybody can be made or maybe they bring it back. Okay. That's a guess. I have no idea how this I'm happens. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, but a young rapper runs for mayor of his town and wins by accident. Yep. Uh, I believe uh, there's two rap songs that come to mind Great. called The Mayor that oh. I would suggest everyone listen to. Oh, well, I don't know these songs. One is from our good friends, Pac Div. Oh, great. I believe it's on the blend tape. Sweet. They have a song called The Mayor. And I think it's pretty damn good. Sweet. There's another song uh, by Cool Kids. Oh, love Chicago. Kids, man. And uh, they have a song called The Mayor. Really, Billy? I really wish that we could play that song because their beats are so fun. Really? Cool Kids, The Mayor. Pacific Division, The Mayor. Great. ABC Primetime. The mayor. Great. Okay. If you had to nominate a rapper for mayor yeah. of Los Angeles. Chance. Chance. Yeah. Yeah. He basically – he kind of is mayor. I mean he? he's like raised millions of dollars for public schools in Chicago and it seems he got the bulls to match all of his – so everyone's funny. putting up millions of dollars. It's like he's a he's – He the like right. is the shadow mayor of Chicago basically. He's Basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's that's, the people's mayor. That's really great. Uh, shall we keep going? We shall. Okay. Okay. This is Splitting Up Together. Go. Adapted by suburgatory creator Emily Kapnick, the show stars Jenna Fisher and Oliver Hudson as a couple who reignite their relationship when they get divorced. Huh. I am at a loss for anything. What does that mean? It's a white piece of paper. What? That is a, that is a blank piece of paper. These show, a lot of these shows are just entry points yeah. without being too specific That's about right. what the show is going That's to right. be. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? A couple who reignites the relationship when they get divorced. Okay. General. Just general. Splitting up together. Okay. So I think this might be one of the first shows that you and I have experienced where we aren't uh, jazzed. Oh, I just don't – It's. I, I just am not exact. I just don't – it's just a little vague. The splitting, description. The description. Splitting up together. Right. Okay. So there's that. We have friends who created a movie that I think kind of told the same pun but did it better. What's that? Breaking Upwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zoe Lister-Jones and Daryl Ween are good friends. Yeah, they made – that's right. They made a sort of a similar – yeah, Breaking Upwards. Better pun. Yeah, better breaking, pun. Breaking Upwards, Splitting Up Together. Together. Splitting Up Together is a little clunky language-wise. Yeah. But look, Jenna Fisher. Okay. Ham from The Office. Ham from The Office. Very, very hilarious person. Can I tell you a meme I once made? Yes. I haven't made many memes. I have not – I think I've made one meme. Yes. And it went well. Yes. It was after Kendrick Lamar. Yes. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Kendrick Lamar put out the album Damn. Yes. The cover of it is just a kind of raw picture of him, uh -huh. big red letters on his forehead, Damn. Yes. With a period at the end, I want to say, D-A-M-N, period. Very specific choice. I then posted a picture of Jenna Fisher, also looking raw in her office. Raw. Like light makeup. Yeah. Just not glamorous. Right. And over her head, I wrote Pam. P-A-M-N, period. And it did pretty... Pam will. Well, that's Pamming hilarious. Your, your God, Pam writer. That's so funny, Billy. Uh, we cleared 200 likes on Instagram that day. 200? That's a good reminder. Please let the people know, Bill. Billy needs 10K Instagram <laughs> followers. December 1st. The days, the calendar pages are flying out the window, folks. Okay, we need help. We've already been mailed a book. Thank you so much. Yes. How to increase your Instagram followership. Yes. We, we could use all the help we can get. Get Billy to 10K. So we need to get Billy to 10K. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, that's that. Yes. We have one more show. Well, that's it, man. Those are the ABC News sitcoms. Really? Alex Inc., a show about a podcast starring Zach Braff. Okay. The Mayor, about a rapper who wins mayor by accident, and Splitting Up Together, a show about a divorce, maybe. Okay. So that's what ABC is coming with this fall. You know, outside of The Mayor, yes. I am not so jazzed. Yeah. I mean, The Mayor, I'll watch uh, as a podca as podcasters. I'll tune in to mm -hmm. see what this podcast adaptation, this TV adaptation of a podcast. Another, this isn't comedy, but there is sort of this podcast to TV. 
TV trend a little bit. Yeah. There's this podcast. Throwing shade. Throwing shade. That's right. Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi's thing. Yes. There's also in the horror drama uh, genre, this podcast called Lore. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's hosted by this guy, Aaron Mankey, and it's just like real life scary stories. You know where we would be good? You know where we, you and I would be good? Where tell we could Chris. take our uh, – yeah, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Tell me Christoph Waltz. Is, is, there's this like um, new trend in After the Blank. Yes, After the Thrones, After, after the, the Dead. Dead. Exactly. Yes. I think that we could really thrive in After the – We could be recappers. Yes. We could be recappers. Is there a show on ABC that we just mentioned where you think we would be particularly good at After the – Blank. I mean, Alex Inc., if indeed it is a show about a podcast, is begging for a podcast about the show about the podcast. After the Ink? After the Ink? Is that what we're calling it? Talking talking Braff? Talking Braff. Okay, Brafter Hours. Brafter Hours. Is it that it? Brafter Hours. Okay. Correct. We're going to need you to tag. <laughs> we're going to need you to tag Zach Braff on Instagram or Twitter <laughs> and say, the fellas in No Joke have a pitch for you. Brafter Hours. We are going to do That's the show correct. after your show. Brafter hours. That's correct. That's okay. correct. We're feeling good about Brafter hours? <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, what do you say? We go into an ad break. Let's do it. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll plug something. We'll come back and wrap up this episode of No Joke. I'm never going to stop thinking about Brafter hours. Once again, thank you to Squarespace.com. We've said it before. They have been a very great sponsor to the No Joke podcast, and we appreciate it. And we are here to tell you the following. Absolutely. It is the back-to-school season. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but if you are going to college, heck, if you're going to high school, it's not a bad idea to have a website. No way. We fully, fully, fully encourage you to use Squarespace.com for all of your website needs. Yep. Squarespace.com allows you to showcase your work. It allows you to blog or pub- publish content. Yep. You can sell products and services of all kinds. Yep. You can announce an upcoming event or special project. Frankly, you can do anything you want with Squarespace.com. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Powerful e-commerce functionality uh, lets you sell anything online. The ability to customize the look and the feel, the settings, the products, and more with just a few clicks. And to me, most importantly, 24-7 award-winning customer support. Yes. Everyone needs help making a website. Everyone needs help. Yeah. They'll help you out. So if you do need a website, we encourage you to use Squarespace. Yes. And if you do use Squarespace, we encourage you to use the offer code, no joke, to save 10% at the end of your purchase. Yes. Once again, when you are ready to launch your new website, use the offer code, no joke, to save 10%. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act 3. Today we are talking 2017 fall sitcoms. Nice. Network sitcoms. Yep. Specifically. The show's coming out. Yeah, These man. The show's coming out. Yep. Okay. Uh, we've run through CBS, everyone's favorite multicam network. We've done ABC, everyone's favorite cinematic universe. And we've also uh, done ABC's Brafter Hours. Brafter Hours. Yes. Brafter we, we don't have um, We don't have a lot to say on the show yet, but we have been reached out to by many, many uh, very powerful high-ranking executives <laughs> oh, in Hollywood. Many, many. Many, many. Many, many. A lot of shows get many yeah. high-ranking power. Double many here. Yes. Uh, so TBD on Brafter Hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. Yes. Okay, let's go over to Fox. Yes. As a reminder, this is the No Joke Podcast. It's the third act. Yes. Fox, fall, sitcoms. Sitcoms. Okay, this is Fox. Fox has got two new sitcoms that they're bringing to the uh, cultural landscape here. Okay. The first one is called Ghosted. Okay. Sunday nights. Okay. Post football. Yes. Well, competing against football. Competing against fo- post football and competing against On the football. East Coast, you're competing against. On the West Coast, it's clean. You're clean. Yeah. That is one of the funny little TV wrinkles about Sunday TV. 530 on NBC. That's Sunday Night Football. It's really amazing. Okay. okay. So this is Ghosted, 830 p.m. Sunday nights. A true believer, Adam Scott. 
and a skeptic, Craig Robinson, mm. are recruited by a government agency to investigate a wave of paranormal occurrences in Los Angeles. I wonder why a skeptic would be needed. Why not just he, have two true believers two or a believers. true believer and a scientist? Well, honestly, Bill, that was the X-Files dynamic, and that was one of the things that made X-Files so great okay. was that Mulder – Fully, fully believed in aliens. His sister was abducted. He was all in on conspiracy theories, aliens. Scully, Gillian Anderson, skeptic. Yep. It was the tension that made it work. Conflict. Made it work. Conflict Odd works. couple. And that was a Fox television show. That was a Fox television show. Interesting. That was an amazing TV show. And that was not a comedy. That was not a comedy whatsoever. Could you expect one joke per episode? Oh, yeah. It was clever as hell. Okay. It wasn't a comedy, but it was like plenty funny. Okay. And plenty clever. Okay. And great. Okay. But this is clearly like, I don't know, maybe it's reductive to say a Funny X-Files. Yep. But that's okay. kind of what it feels like. Uh, we've talked about ghosts on our show before. Plenty. D- and we are usually, like, quick to talk about it. We like it. Yeah. Would a show, a sitcom, yeah. about uh, the paranormal yeah. pull you in? Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I think that uh, I-, I-, I like genre blending. I okay. like genre blending. Okay. And I like comedies that take place in horror sci-fi, supernatural That's spaces. True. I like stuff like that. Do we hope to see ghosts in the show? Heck yeah. We must have supernatural ghosts. Come on. Right? You think that it's going to be like Slimer? Not Slimer, but like ghosts throwing them across the room and them having to like wrestle ghosts? Yeah. Okay. I, ho- I mean, I hope. I hope there's like an action element to it. Yep. Adam Scott and Craig Robinson are so funny. What a great, funny, weird, odd couple duo. Okay. Come on. Okay. We're I'm rooting. on board for Ghosted. Rooting. Rooting I'm for Ghosted. for that. And then uh, Fox's other comedy. Yep. L.A. to Vegas. Great. Okay. The ensemble show follows a group of people, crew and passengers, who make a weekly flight from Burbank to Vegas in hopes of striking it rich. Fun. Okay. Here's what I like about that. Yes. I like the return of the anthology series. What is the anthology series? Uh, Well, I don't know if that's one of these, but like a show where like the Duplass brothers have this new show on HBO called Room 104. And it is the same hotel room yes. each episode, but the, whatever page, whatever guest is in that hotel room that episode. I see. So I'm calling that sort of an anthology. It's not fully narrative. Like, you don't need to see one to see the next. Yes. It's more like the location is a thing that's consistent, and it's the people that filter in and out that is the serial element to it. Got it. So I like stuff like that. So I, I don't know if this – if LA to Vegas is going to be that or if it's more like the same group that flies to Vegas every weekend. Sure sounds like it. Right. Yeah, sure sounds like it. Right. So Fascinating. Yeah. You don't really see a lot of television shows based on a trip. On a trip. A weekly trip. Yeah. Where, where the travel is part of it. That's right. Well, the travel is the show. Right. Yeah. Most sitcoms would just – you would start in the location. It would be the, like on location Yes, episode. exactly. Yeah. It's like you see that classic scene in a movie where it's like, all right, we're going to LA to Vegas. And you just see the plane. It goes – Right. And then you land. It sounds like this show, it's like you're going to be on the 10 for a while. Right. Going to have to figure out long-term parking situations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot my wallet. I, I forgot my wallet. I just love that t- this show is like the is the show. Right. That transit moment that is taken care of in one half second in movies right. is the entire series. So if you're a fan of travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. travel shows that take you around the world. Yes. But literally the physical act of travel. Yes. Of moving from one place to the next. Yes. L.A. to Vegas might be the show for you. But I have to say, it's also like one of the sort of like stand-up comedy tropes is like airplane travel, huh? And I just feel like airplane travel has been such a rich comedic right. lake right. for so long that right. like stand-ups have gone fishing in forever. Yeah. Almost every stand-up comedian is like airplane travel. Of course. That this is like airplane travel bit the show. I just hope this isn't a cool show. People, whenever you shoot in Vegas, it's like – you have to just like put on this cool. It's usually attractive actors yes, and stuff. I'd yes. like to see nerds in Vegas. Nerds, man, losers. This, these sound like hopeful nerds. Hopeful losers. Yeah, let's hope. Okay, <laughs> so that's Fox. Okay, great. Fox is bringing two nice shows to the table. Okay, okay, and finally, the Peacock. The Peacock and 
B. NBC. C. NBC. Yes. Okay. Do we have any sort of preconceived notions on NBC? I mean, look, as we have said and we, as we have dedicated an entire episode to, NBC for our youth was the place for the sitcom. Now, do you still feel that way now? Honestly? Yeah. Kinda. Okay. Because the Office and Parks and Rec rule. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, that was a good time for NBC. That's a little bit generation defining in terms of like com- sitcoms. That was like 30 Rock and Community too. 30 Rock and Community. Like those were huge. Huge and so funny. Started they, slow, but like grew huge the, cult audiences. The taste. The taste of them to be like Tina Fey, Dan Harmon. It's like these are geniuses. Right. Like, that's great that these guys have TV shows. They always should. So do we loosely associate NBC with being the comedy network? Kinda. I mean, I, I do. I mean, like that's in my side conscious a so, little bit so they have a little bit of pressure they I have mean, a little bit of pressure now to deliver they have the reputation i don't watch too much of that show the good place with our dear friend darcy carden but okay. that show is it's on hilarious it's on i mean maggie loves that she's obsessed with it it's okay great. great so yeah a little bit nbc has a rep as being like the place for comedy must see tv okay yeah so let's see what shows they are pumping out okay. for this fall season only two only the two okay okay the first one is called ap bio okay a philosophy scholar Glenn from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Fails to get a dream job and finds himself stuck teaching high school biology. He then uses the honor students in his class for his own gain. SNL veteran Michael Bryan created the show. What do you mean use them for his own gain? I think he's probably a selfish man okay. who who didn't get his dream job, had to take his backup dumb job. He's like a reluctant teacher. And, well, if he has to be a teacher, he's going to use it for his advantage. And he uses the students to do his bidding. That's uh, my guess. Like, I want to meet this hot girl at the bar and she's your soccer coach's sister? That's my guess. Okay. That's my guess. Sounds like a sitcom. That's my guess. There's, yeah. no, there's, no, invent- there's no reinventing the wheel. Nope. Hi, Jinx. They're just going to keep turning over these ideas. Exactly. Okay. Irresponsible adult. Right. Irresponsible adult. Right. Yeah. Someone with a huge lesson to learn, yes. hopefully over 100 episodes. Yes. I'll watch it. I'll tell you why. Why? I'm a big Michael Bryan fan. Michael Bryan. Michael Bryan was an SNL writer. He has a very funny web series called Seven Minutes in Heaven. Heaven, yep. where he goes like in a closet with all these celebrities. But he has one of my low-key favorite SNL sketches ever. Go on. Which he did. The J- it was the Jay-Z story. Okay. And it was just like a very serious, almost like HBO, sort of like the Defiant Ones type, like cool black and white like documentary about Jay-Z. The hook being that Michael Bryan, dweeby, white Irish kid, was Jay-Z. Why? Right. And it was just like never really addressed. And it was just like Michael Bryan was Jay-Z in this like trailer for like a biopic about Jay-Z. And it was just like that was the one silly joke. Everything else was treated very seriously. Right down the middle. Okay. And and it was – Pretty good. <laughs> okay. Fingers crossed Pretty for good. AP Bio? Uh, yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed for AP Bio. Fingers crossed for AP Bio. And then we have one left. One left. You want to read it? I believe sure. it's called Champions. It is called Champions. Okay. Okay. Gym owner Vince. Oh. Good start. And his gorgeous idiot brother Michael. I'm so glad it wasn't gorgeous idiot girlfriend. I am so Seriously, glad. Seriously, that would have been a red flag. So glad. That's getting pulled. Gorgeous idiot brother? Gorgeous idiot brother Michael have their lives upended. Oh, no. When an ex of Vince's. Shows up with their teenage son. Uh-huh. Mindy pa- Kaling and Office alum Charlie Grandy created the show. Okay. Okay. And the ex, I think, I gather, is played by Mindy Kaling herself. Well, well, well. Okay. Well, well, well. And Vince, the gym owner, is Anders Holm from Workaholics. Okay. Okay. So He's not the beautiful one, but his life is still upended. That's right. He has a gorgeous idiot brother, and they had their lives upended when Anders Holm, the gym owner, his ex shows up with their kid. So much of a sitcom is just where is it going to take place. Yeah. And this one's going to take place in a gym. Yeah. It sounds like it's going one of the main locations will be at the gym i can't remember i was just watching an interview with everyone jerry seinfeld but someone was saying that like tv is about place right it is like yeah. it's about the pl- where do you cheers 
You know, the coffee shop at Friends. Exactly. Monks on Seinfeld. I don't know if we've had a good gym sitcom. And you're a gym goer. It's like, as a gym goer, are you thirsting for a gym set sitcom? I tried writing one. Oh. It was called Going Nowhere. And it was about a, a guy who was on track to become a, like a Tour de France champion. Sure. He uh, suffers a devastating injury yep. and has to move back home and yep. work at his sister's holistic gym. He's going nowhere. Uh yeah, and he's going, but it, it's about uh, teaching a spin class. Yeah, and his complaint with spin classes are that you physically go nowhere. That you're so, biking in place, and now he's back in his hometown, also going nowhere. It's a good metaphor. So, yeah, exactly. Put it in the gym. Gym, man. Yeah. Gym set sitcom. I feel like I don't know. I feel like good. That seems overdue. Yeah. I mean, for like a sitcom to be set in like a muscly, muscly head type gym. Nothing stands out to me as like, oh my god, that sounds so funny. That right. sounds so interesting. That sounds so new. Right. But those are the new fall sitcoms. Those are it, man. We have a few minutes left. The network sitcoms. Called three minutes left. Yeah. We should talk about one other show that when this episode comes out, will be premiering in like one week from now okay. or two weeks from now. Okay. That show is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. This is HBO. This is uh, not network. And this is the opposite of network sitcoms. I hate to plug a podcast on a podcast, but there is a podcast that just came out that's called Origins. And it's a brand new podcast. And I gather that it's about like every season is going to tackle the origin story of some cool thing, whether it's a book or a movie or a TV show. This first season of this podcast is all about the – it's like a six-episode thing delving into the origins and making of Curb Enthusiasm. Good. And I listened to the first episode, and it's the only thing I need. I'm reading a book now called Seinfeldia. Yeah. Have you read that before? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's the origin story of the Seinfeld show. Larry David means literally the world to us. I would die for him. I wonder. If he, <laughs> I wonder if he uses the word Trump once. The word that, like, as in if Donald Trump, Trump, if he starts using Trump in his show, it's like he's never been a stranger of just being like, "Well, this, like, this is now a part of my life." Right. So I'll just incorporate it. His divorce. Yes. D- Donald Trump is annoying yes. to all of us. Yes. Will he complain? He's going to get. He's yes. going to get tapped as a Trump voter yes. at some point this season. Yes. That will be my prediction. Yes. He will somehow, like, find himself hanging out and enjoying the company of Trump voters. Good call. That seems right in line. The way that Larry David tackles, quote-unquote, topicality, when Hurricane Katrina, one of the entire threads— Oh, God, the blacks. Okay. That was an entire premise of an entire season of Kerber Enthusiasm. Shameless. A family called—a black family called the blacks was displaced from Katrina, moved into Larry's house. Yes. And J.B. Smoove— Yes. Who was and Vivica A. Fox, maybe? And Vivica A. Fox, and they end up together, spoiler alert. Yes. At the end of the season, it's amazing. Good for everybody. And J.B. Smoove, whose family I think it is that moved from New Orleans, like stay in Larry's house, J.B. Smoove also moves into Larry's house despite living right there in L.A. Right. It's just better. It's way better. And Larry likes it. Larry David is one of, I mean, Larry David is everything. I was shocked to hear that that show has been on for 17 years. No. Yes. Not Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. No. Yes. It started in 2000. Yes. He takes his damn time. This is the ninth season, and it has been in the world for 17 years, twice as long as Seinfeld. There are kids who can drive who have never lived in a world without Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) I love it. Wow. Yeah, I know. That was a trip to hear. So this is what I'm realizing. Yeah. And this is what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Uh, We should have done an entire episode about Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're clearly the most excited in the episode (laughs) in minute 48. (laughs) I don't know if we can do a Curb Your Enthusiasm coming off a of fall television I know. episode. We'll just have to wait and find out. We'll have to We'll have to maybe wait a beat. Yep. Maybe we can grab someone involved with the show, maybe talk about it. There you go. But maybe we can have a good reason to do it because but, that is the greatest show of all time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked about fall sitcoms. We did it. And that was the episode. My mother is really going to appreciate this episode. She loves network sitcoms. Good. We're the human TV guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so stay tuned for Brafter Hours. Stay tuned for Brafter Hours coming up after whatever that show is. Right. Uh, but for the No Joke Podcast, yes. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>